Wouldn't it be crazy though that even in a season where everyone goes to Disney World, the Knicks still don't get to go to Disney World? <laughs> Trump impersonation. I'll take because he talks in this like Weasley little soft voice. I'll take Bob Cousy one on one in a game against Michael Jordan. <laughs> Bob Cousy could only dribble with his right hand, but he was better than Michael Jordan. Bob Cousy was like six foot tall and white as hell. <laughs> I could fucking guard Bob Cousy. I could probably beat Bob Cousy in a game one on one. I could right now. I'm is he? He might. Is he dead? I don't think so. Well, either way, I could definitely beat him now because he's either dead or old as hell. But I could beat Bob Cousy in his fucking prime. I would take take prime Bob Cousy to the fucking car wash. I would fucking (laughs) wax that shit. He's 91 years old. He's 91? He was six foot one. (coughs) Six foot one. (laughs) Sorry. I had to tell my Alexa to shush. You had to shush (laughs) I had to shush my Alexa. They're always listening, dude. Like hold on, listening. hold on a second. Let me let me pull uh let me pull this, pull this up here real quick. Trying to find uh, I want to find Bob Bob Cousy's stats. I'm sure they're just okay. Well, no, he might actually no have, no I no think no. He did pretty good. He was he was right a G. There. He was like he won MVP. Oh yeah, no, I know he did, dude. Bob Cousy for his, his career are. averaged 18 points. Five boards and seven assists. I'm going to say this. If I played in the NBA in 1961 in my current way, I could average 30 a game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Nikki could average 30 a game. They couldn't guard you. Like, you would go between their legs, and they'd be like, what the the fuck is that? He can (laughs) dribble with both of his hands. Oh my gosh! That is very true. We would scare the shit out of them just with a crossover. Have you like Bob Cousy in uh in the the uh, like NCAA championship or NCAA tournament? I can't remember if it was a championship or what. They're playing against Loyola Chicago, and uh he was being guarded by this dude. Actually, fun fact: this guy, my ex girlfriend's grandfather, is the guy that was guarding him. Uh, Whoa. yeah Humble and he had been he had like held him like pretty much scoreless all night and then Bob Cousy drove right and went behind his back and scored a layup and the crowd was like stunned like his time was expiring <laughs> to win the game he went behind the back and scored <laughs> I would love to hear somebody explain like break that film down as they were like yo you you had to be there you don't understand like we were he, for he dribbled the ball behind his back <laughs> It's like fucking semi pro, which I watched again the other day. Phenomenal! It's so great. It's so great. It's when they when they throw the alley oop, and he's like, "People can't just go flying through the air like that." (laughs) (laughs) Foul! No, two fouls. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah, man. Bob Cousy was a two time MVP. Oh my god! He started his NBA his his NBA career started in 1956. In 1956, current Tad, 29 year old Tad, right now is getting 60 a game. (laughs) 60. Like, have oh you ever watched God. some of the film? Like the guys, they take like hook shots from like thirty feet. Yeah, it's like it's like Terrible. unbelievable the way that they play basketball. 
<laughs> like, mm, you ever boy. seen the movie Hoosiers? Sure. You put me on that Hickory Hoosier squad, I'm getting 40. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. There's no doubt in my mind. Those guys can't play bad. Whatever they're doing is they're wearing belts. I don't know, dude. Jimmy Jimmy would have gave you work. Jimmy would have gave you work. I would have played work, with Jimmy. Dude. Jimmy Chitwood and I would have averaged 80 points a game. We would have been the greatest <laughs> fucking duo in the state of Indiana basketball, or in the history maybe, of Indiana State basketball. Maybe, until you play the all-black school, and then it's over. They beat them. <laughs> They when do, does, which is weird. When does, I know that's a true story. To, totally unrealistic. <laughs> it's realistic. I don't care if it's a true story. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's fucking it's always, fantasy. It's astou- May as well it's be Star Wars. How they like they like Disney if I like those movies. Like for example, like like Glory Road, like the Texas Western, you know, which is now UTEP. Uh, yeah. They like recruit these like black players and um like they're like all these these guys that are on these teams these these black players are like freak athletes and like everybody's stunned when like they're really good basketball players and it's like nobody would have actually been shocked by that like nobody was actually surprised that this dude that's athletic as hell is good at basketball people were just shocked that the black man was playing basketball like that that's what it was but like in these in these movies they're like Holy shit, dude. The six foot eight black guy who's fucking shredded is a <laughs> tremendous athlete. Wait. You, like, no what? shit? You're telling me he's better than us. A five foot nine power forward can't. That's can't the take thing this about guy. that movie that makes me <laughs> like, I know it's all based off of true stories, but I remember the first time I watched that movie and they were like, the powerhouse of a six foot eight power forward and a six foot nine center. Oh, laddie, some two giant men. And I was like, LeBron James would destroy those human beings. I mean, obviously, like, that's just how like evolution occurs. We're getting yeah, bigger and stronger. That's, that's evolution. Also, but oh, still, I just looked up Hoosiers. That shit takes place in 1951. I'm setting the single season <laughs> record for points scored in 1951. You give me oh my, my current God. basketball ability, and I'm running wow. teams out of the gym by myself. I'm not passing. I'm not giving it. <laughs> it's 1951, dude. You can Allen Iverson the fuck out of that Iverson. Full Allen. It's like, yo, fuck these guys, man. It's he all averaged, me. He averaged, 70, he he averaged 73 points a game Allen while shooting Iverson. 82% right. on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Taz going to roll around in a fucking headband and do layups. the knucklehead. They're going to yeah, put they're gonna like him on a stake. The little finger sleeve. Arm He's going to do one of these. He's going to do the ice in his veins. Everybody's going to be like, fucking burn him. He's a witch. He crossed the, the guy over witch. and hit a step back jumper. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's from a different planet. He smoked two packs before the game started, <laughs> and he's running circles around these people. Oh, that's a half a pack more than everybody else does today. Oh, oh god, he's—he's—I mean, it was 1951. They'd like pan over, and it's like he's ripping a heater on the bench right now. <laughs> He smoked three cigarettes at halftime. Just poked poked a beer in a course ba- poked a hole in a course banquet and just took just a chug from it. What what is what is how he drank from the bottom of the beer? It's like it'd be like fucking baseball now. Just have a fat dip it while running up and down the court, just <laughs> spitting on the floor. Oh my god, good lord! Uh, That's how we do we it. Have a lot to do. That's how we do it. Uh, welcome back, y'all. This is episode one twenty eight. 
of NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, mostly over the last couple of weeks. We're just talking about how Tad thinks he could have played in the 1950s. <laughs> I'm your host, Jay Keyless. It's really astounding, though, if you think about it. Like, any of us could be just premier athletes in the 1950s. I mean, I, I think I could. Yeah, I think I could. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to I some extent. would be pretty good. Yeah. Dominant. I got that Kyle Lowry body. They couldn't handle me. Oh, no, no, no. It's not no chance. I'm going down Stop low. these butts. You can't you can't handle these asses right here, folks. Not yeah, Bob Pettit, move the fuck over, dude. Good luck, yep. buddy. Good luck. Yeah, Bob Pettit. Watch out for the thickness of the Q rows down yeah. low. <laughs> Rick Barry, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking elbow you in the chest, dude. <laughs> oh boy, I'm your host, Jake Hilas, aka. I got nothing. I got nothing. Cool, I got. Cool, I, froze. Cool, cool. I froze. I froze. I froze. I froze. I froze. Uh, <laughs> the gentleman who uh, clearly is better than Bob Cousy, even in his heyday. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, what's up? <clears throat> it's Tad, aka Steve Nashty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and last but not least, my brother from the West Coast. Introduce yourself, A- sir. Nicky Kiles, aka Jamal Crawfish. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like Jamal okay. Crawdad better, but Crawfish. Is Crawdad. Okay. Crawdad, man. I like good stuff. Uh, fuck, I was going to try to do one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I can okay. do this. I can do you this. Can do it. Somebody from the o- toast. Somebody from nice. the 04, 05 season. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, Andres Nochizoni. Nice. It's good. I'll allow yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I'll allow it. I'm also going to yeah, go grab some more it. water. So you guys go fill for in it, for go me. Go for it. We will just Real keep quick, it. I would like to add in going. to it Chauncey uh, Bill Pepper. And no. Instead of Chauncey Billups. No. Don't like it. Don't I like think it. It's pretty good. Do you, you didn't even say Bill ups? Pepper, no. No. Bill Chauncey Pepper. Pull-ups, maybe? No. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Hold on. No, I wanted to go get more yeah. water, but now I want to think about Chauncey Billups. <laughs> Chauncey <laughs> Bill Pepper. I, I tried to do this. I tried to do it last week. Because it would be bell pepper. Bell pepper, Bill. Ups. Ben, Fine. Wallace, Bravo. and Gromit. Nice. I like it. Ave Marie Stoudemire. <laughs> Chauncey, Bills are piling ups. <laughs> I like that. Nice. That's so nice. dumb. Nice. <laughs> That's so dumb. Bills I'm going are to get piling up. Get out okay. of here. Oh, Chauncey, boy. why don't you bail me ups? <laughs> that's it's not good it's, we're, we're getting worse um it's welcome terrible. back y'all this is episode 128 of nba uh again the podcast tries to talk about nba shit mostly we just talk a lot of shit we are back for mm-hmm. another week of nba related news lots of stuff happening this week lots of stuff nikki let me ask you a question which player in the nba not me because you went to water. go get water and now you're yeah, back. Yeah, but I can still hear you. I got, dude, fucking That's AirPods, fair. man. They're wireless. You That's can go fair. anywhere with them. Wow. Let me ask you guys a question. Who is one player in the NBA that you would like to have a diss track about? Mm. <sighs> a diss track. Current players? Current players. Kyrie. I would say current Ooh, good one. Kyrie. Okay. I hate Kyrie. Okay. Make fun of how Kyrie. he's a fucking moron. And how okay. LeBron right. 
I could probably write a Kyrie diss track about how he believes in flat earth and how, I mean, it probably wouldn't be good, but like I could write one and how uh, sure. he's sure. always second fiddle to another superstar. Um, yeah. James Harden. <laughs> Talk Harden. mostly about yeah. like, you know, it's like he got some fucked up toes from all those step backs. Uh, he's got crooked ass toes. I, yeah. I think all seen, NBA players. You ever seen his toes? He's got, they're all bad. All, LeBron's, all, all LeBron's toes are the worst I've ever seen. Those are fucked up. LeBron's toes are that the is, worst I've ever seen. That's truthfully the something that you can... That could be in the diss track of literally any NBA star. You got fucked I, up toes. Even if you've never seen their feet, they probably oh, have fucked up toes. I bet you Kyle Korver has nice feet. Kyle Korver probably <laughs> has nice feet. <laughs> How much money would somebody have to pay you to send them pictures of your feet? Not a lot. Like a foot, like a foot fetish person. Not a lot. I'd, okay, I would take like 500 bucks. Five hundred, yeah. Pictures of my feet are like fifty bucks, man. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, that's a lot. <laughs> that's that's five hundred dollars is a lot. I don't know, man. I don't know what fucking feet pictures go for. I mean, like you I mean, obviously you obviously understand foot. that you're sending these to them because they're going to masturbate to these pictures. Oh, one hundred percent. I look, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like fetish shame. I'm not a kink shame type of person. No, I've just never looked not. up to prices of feet. It's just not really my forte. What, it's not what my if you thing. have to include your picture, like your face? Oof. Then it's definitely staying five hundred. You gonna see my face and my feet staying five hundred? I'm throwing my face in. I'm gonna need about a buck fifty. I mean, one hundred and fifty. Wow. Just to be wow. clear. Cheap date. Yeah. Whatever, man. Cheap. Somebody be like, "Hey, man, I saw you some pictures of you on some foot fetish website." I'd be like, "Yeah, some dude <laughs> gave me one hundred and fifty bucks <laughs> to buy it." I'm not going to deny that. I'm going to be like... That's the difference between fucking, you and me, dude. I'm the blue my, chipper. You're the pink slips. That's just what it is, you know? It's my feet and my face. No, man. I just like... I, I, I know a good deal when I see one. You're an idiot and you drive too hard of a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. R-O-I. <laughs> I can't believe you just called me a pink slip. R-O-I. Bastard. <laughs> Nikki, who's your, uh, who's your diss track person? Um... No, I said uh, James Harden. I think. Oh, James Harden. Harden, right? James All Harden. All of his points are off free throws. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I think he has. He's tied for first place for the most missed three pointers in a game with himself eight times. <laughs> he missed sixteen wow. three pointers in a game eight different times. I saw that stat on Instagram the other day. And I was that's like, damn, a, he's in first wild. place. And I think is, I think ninth place is like twelve missed three pointers or something like that. What's absurd about that is that like. They we're ta- like the era shooting. of basketball that we're talking about right now. Like there were games where teams didn't attempt twenty threes in a game, and James yeah. Harden's out here missing sixteen by himself. Easily, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I think I'm going after. I'm going after Pop. No players. I'm going after Pop. That's trash, man. Nobody's nobody's going to side with you on bitch. that. Too many people going after Pop. Dude, the second pop. you drop the track is the second that you lose that battle. Bye. See you, Pop. I just don't. Uh, I just, oh, another, I'm not amused. Play- I'm not amused by his his shtick. I'm not amused by it anymore. I, mean, I don't think it's a shtick, really sh- man. Is it a I- shtick if he's just an old man? He's <laughs> yeah, an old like, man. He's gonna like have if he's like just an old a crotchety man. mean guy. Like I don't he, think it's, he, really- it, it's a shtick now. Like now when he gets interviewed, like he's like he is purposely abrupt in his answers as as a shtick. That's like I'm, saying that. I'm that's past like saying it. that. Uh, that's like saying that. What's his name? Belichick's like that. I don't know. He that. is. He, it's a shtick. It's a sure. shtick. To, to think, some extent, that, it was. A, you it was think their that thing. Pop has flanderized himself? One hundred percent. 
100%. I'm not amused by it. Oh, another guy that I would do a uh, diss track about is uh, Kawhi Leonard. Interesting. Do you think he would respond? No. No. <laughs> no. no, he I would just I was, be like, okay. I was like, hoping he'd say I, yes. I really would like to do it because like, at some point I would like to cor- incorporate the, like, you're a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good one. That was a really good one. <laughs> Sounds like Goofy. Um, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> that, that, at the end, you you cleaned it up. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Uh, let me now for the listeners. Some of you may know why I brought this up. Um, for those of you who don't, Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic, in his quarantine downtime, decided to put out a diss track called Nine Out of Ten" against Dwayne Wade. Now, I'm going to play you guys a little bit of this trash, trash, trash song. Here it goes. That's all you had to hear. <laughs> you didn't even get to the part where he actually raps. <sighs> I, it. That's just it's that's trash. Like they don't need to hear. The people don't need to hear it. If you haven't heard it, I wouldn't go listen to it. Make me this hungry. Looking at your judgment and everyone's wondering. Boo. Boo. <laughs> fucking boo. It's like boo. so Honorary. bad. Like, like fucking I, boo. I, in college, I used to get drunk and like my friends and I would put on beats and like freestyle over them and like, don't get me wrong. Like, look at me. Like, I'm obviously not talented, <laughs> at, talented at creating rap music, but that sounds like the <laughs> shit that I would do. Like, that sounds like the shit that we would, we would make up. It's bad. It's so bad. It's, it's bad. It's terrible. Here's, so, I heard a take today on a podcast and I hadn't thought about it originally, but conspiracy Jay is thinking that Dwayne Wade and Aaron Gord did this together to sell more Dwayne Wade wine thoughts. What? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean like they allegedly talked about it and everything's all good. Well, so Nikki, Aaron Gordon in the video is drinking Dwayne Wade's wine and Dwayne Wade, when the video first posted, his immediate response was to point out that his wine was looking great in the video. What are the chances that these two guys are like, there's not a lot going on right now. Let's fucking pump this content out and I'll give you a share of the wine sales. Yeah. I mean, I wish they would have gotten like someone to write something for him that at least it's (laughs) going to be, if you're going to like go all out and and, like, Dwayne Wade's got to be friends with Jay-Z fucking ghost, right? Jay. There's I, pictures of them together. He definitely knows someone he could have gotten help for with. For sure. For sure. I texted you guys this earlier, but like, why is every NBA rapper so corny and so bad? Yeah, Iman I mean, Dame, Shumpert is the Dame only is one that the was like one. decent. Dame Lillard, kind of. Dame is solid. I Whoa, no, no, no. Dame is Dame solid. Very solid. Maybe his rap style just isn't are, for me, but I just don't think it's that great. Dame is, Dame is the Shumper, best rapper. When he put out Nick's tape, was dope. Iman's not bad. Iman's yeah, not bad. I was fine but with it, but Dame Dame fucking destroys. Like Dame is legit. But outside of them too, everyone is fucking terrible. That's it. There haven't been any other good ones. Like Sha- actually, Shaq was a good rapper. 
Shaq in the nineties, he did that fucking. Yes, he was, dude. He did that track with the Foo. No, Snickens. he was not. It's like he one of my trash. favorite songs, dude. You got. I'll send you guys the track. It's called "What Up, Doc." It's Shaq with the Fushnikins. I think it was put out in like '92, maybe '93. It's incredible. It's one of my favorite fucking classic '90s hip hop songs ever. And Shaq mm. is dope. <clears throat> he killed it. Okay, killed it. Well, as maybe a he artist. had the same thing as like the um, dude. What the, what the hell, um, Andre what? Drummond? Rap? Like, there's so many of these guys that they rap. all what do, the bro. Fuck? They all try well, they to. All dude, do. like I heard, like, apparently like, Marvin Bagley's not bad. I, I, here's I, the deal, man. Like, don't you get like you get to be <laughs> talented at one thing? I think that's what it is. <laughs> well, this is what I'm gonna say. This is in the same exact regard as like anytime you see like a hip hop star in a comedy. Where it's like they're not really funny; they're just kind of cool, and funny things happen around them. That's what that's what this is for basketball players. They're like, oh, I could fucking do hip hop. Is like, wait, are could. you trying to tell me that Ludacris is not funny? Ludacris became an actor. He doesn't really count. He's funny. not a rapper anymore. He's also that's really not that funny. He's really not. He's really not. He's like not that funny. But like, think about all of, like. <laughs> I love all of the comedies that Red Man and Method Man are, are in, but they're not the funny parts of those movies. No, no the funny things just, happen Method, like Method Man is adjacent funny. to them. Exactly. All Method the funny Man shit funny. happens around them. Method Man is another one of those examples where like he got actually pr- kind of good at acting, so that's just what he does now. Like yeah. a prime example. Ice Cube, the least funny character in all the Friday movies. Yes. Yeah, all the Friday movies 100%. are hilarious, and he's the least funny character. In every single one of them. Yeah, but I think he knew that and he didn't lean in. Like, he didn't try to be funny. He just leaned into what it was. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you get to be good at one thing. <laughs> yeah. Snoop Dogg's not funny in anything he d- he's in. It's just true. Snoop Dogg. That's true. That's true. It's just the fuck Snoop is Snoop Dogg in except for that fucking weird Mac, or uh, not Mac Miller. Uh, weird. Snoop Dogg's been in a lot. Snoop Dogg's been in a lot. Starsky he's and Hutch. Oh, I forgot. He was okay. in. Uh, no, he's actually low key hilarious. He's solid in Starsky and Hutch. He's, he's solid. Bad Starsky and he's really I mean, good. You know why? Because is. they give you just the right amount of him, and right. then at the mm-hmm. end they bring him back for once again yes. just the right amount. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Last night, Amber and I watched Uncut Gems. Have you guys seen it? Nah, I heard. No. I, heard I know. Wow. I gotta see it's it. It's so Tad. You will enjoy it, although it might give you an anxiety attack. <laughs> It is, okay. you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's the, in a nutshell, Adam Sandler is a jewel, like jewelry dealer who also has like a very, very bad gambling problem. Um, like a really, really bad gambling problem where he's like constantly spending and losing money on sports betting. I understand, I understand the, the concept of the, the it, film. It was, I, Amber and I were just sitting on the couch, just like fucking full on, like, hearts pumping the whole time really really good but i say Very that because kg fact. was actually not terrible in the movie i mean he, he was playing himself so like I heard he was whatever i heard he was pretty good yeah he's solid he I mean he he was to and the reason i bring it up is like it was very similar to snoop dogg he wasn't in the movie a lot but when he was in the movie it was just like okay cool kevin garnett did his thing like very believable like again he was playing himself but he he wasn't like it was clear he wasn't acting he was just kind of like being like kg um, just turned up a little bit. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. The movie was great, so good. It's like six bucks on Amazon. Totally worth it. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, I, I've, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten. Around so good. So. Probably do it so tomorrow. fucking good. Watch it tomorrow night. So-
so good. Anywho, uh, Aaron Gordon, find something else to do, man. Find something else to do. Sounds like the courts are going to start. Hold on. I'm not going to say that. It sucked. Don't get me wrong. It was corny and terrible, but the fuck else man he's locked in his giant mansion all day well fortunately for him seems like the nba is going to start opening some facilities uh pretty soon so for the listeners if you guys don't know uh nba came out earlier this week saying that uh they are targeting may 8th as the date to start opening facilities specifically in atlanta georgia so the atlanta hawks and other states that are opening back up are going to have the ability to start practicing again in their facilities. There's going to be a lot of rules. Everyone has to play, wear masks. They can only have four players at the court at a time, and they all have to shoot at separate baskets. It's going to be super fucking weird, but they're starting to take steps to open practice facilities back up so that these guys can get back and start shooting again. Um, thoughts when you guys heard the, uh, heard the reports? Yeah, I mean, I think this is fine. I think, I think like it's good for the guys that like live in like apartments or condos or whatnot and like don't have access to somewhere where they can like get shots up and get in the gym. But like guys like Chris Paul and shit who have like you know access to that kind of equipment at home, like there's no reason for them to be going in there. Like yeah, as long as you're doing no. the good job of limiting it and like not, you know, there's no contact. People are separated from one another. Like I see no reason why this couldn't happen. Yes and no, though. I think, like, there's a case to be made for, like, getting back in the facilities and, like, being around trainers and fucking being in a professional facility and not, like, a court that was built in your house that, like, is not maintained. Sure. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. There's, a there's like, I don't know. I, I just think that it, it like, just to, to be safer, like, the guys that don't do, need to get in there don't need to get in there. Do you guys yeah. think that this is a sign of the NBA season coming back this year? No. No, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might still come back because it's so much money that they would lose that they'd probably be like... They're, I no, mean, they're already making plans. There was a report that came out today that <clears throat> they're basically thinking about renting out World. slash, yeah, l- leveraging all of Disney World because yeah. there's a bajillion basketball courts in like the ESPN world and yeah. they're just going to finish the season the ESPN there. ESPN world. It's called Disney's wild world of sports, bro. Yeah. Whatever. The wild Whatever. world of sports. Whatever. The wild world of sports has a bajillion basketball courts that they can leverage for all the games and it's basically already like that neighborhood where these people live it's already siloed as it is like it's basically an island amongst itself so they would just have all the players live there and they would be basically siloed for the duration of the season until it's over and then they can go back home great yeah so i'm good with that they're they're making plans they're making plans wouldn't it be crazy though that even in a season where everyone goes to disney world the knicks still don't get to go to disney world That is great. That that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's that's great. I enjoyed that. We can that honestly just let's cut. We're done. This episode this episode's over. All right, see you guys later. That was funny. All right, good job today, guys. Good job today. I think we did it. Twenty seven minutes. We finally did it. <laughs> Fastest episode ever. That was wow. So that's oh i think it goes without saying that's the title of the episode uh it doesn't matter what else happens today <laughs> I, I how many what percentage of our episodes over the last 128 do you think reference the nets what percentage the knicks the oh, knicks i don't know, I don't know the lot. number i'm just curious what you think well you said the nets so i just wanted to clarify if you meant the knicks oh did i say nets i meant knicks yeah <laughs> uh um 
seventy percent at a very that's conservative <laughs> as all that's kids. that's that's a lot. I'm gonna, actually, you want my honest answer? Ninety four percent. Wow. <laughs> Maybe like subtly, yeah. I I would say in the la- we've done three three full seasons or four. It, this will be the fourth season. No, three full three. seasons. This will yeah. be the th- the third full season that we've done the podcast. We've at least done four episodes a season where we reference the Knicks. What have I done? So <laughs> Easily. Does that mean I've done two and a half? Uh, at this point, no. You've done one and a half. Last year was your first full season with us, buddy. Time flies when you're having fun. See, I just I can't yeah. keep track. Look at that. Can't yeah. keep track. Had this season finished, it would have been two in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, technically, the season did finish. It sort of finished that voluntarily, but did, I yeah. got a full season in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't Jay, know. Hold on Jay, one second. Jay, are you I'm making frozen sure. or Fuck. are you just stuck? Oh, it looked like you were frozen for hold a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm literally not recording. <laughs> it looked like whatever you were looking at on the floor was real interesting. Real interesting. We stop ours too. Sorry, listeners, we had some technical difficulties. This is what happens. This is what happens in the quarantine. Yeah. Your computers decide to give up on you. Um, this is also anyways, what happens like when, we were, when, when one of the three of us decides, I'm going to move to LA without consulting anyone else. <laughs> and then we have to do everything remote. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm fine. Not, I'm, I'm fine blaming Nikki. Um, perfect. Yeah. Nikki, I'm not No, but going back to what we were talking about, like, I don't know. Um, it's, uh, I think the one fear that a lot of the NBA fans and writers had was these players that live in states that are not being unlocked. Like, what's stopping fucking... Like what's stopping Zion from driving to Atlanta because he wants to get shots up? Yeah. Now I will say, the NBA came out and addressed those concerns and basically said like players would not be allowed to go and train at the facilities of you know outside of their own states. Like they they must stay in their home states just to avoid like any cross contamination. But like originally everybody's like, okay, cool. Everybody just got in their car and drove to Atlanta. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the only facility that's open. Like, everybody's going over there right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was interesting. Like, because uh, literally, who's gonna stop them? Yeah, that's a good question. exactly. You know, hop on a fucking plane, start practicing. Zion's dunking again. Apparently, so the Ringer did this fun thing where they did like one of those like, okay, you get a fifteen dollar budget to draft people. Um, but it was uh, Jason Concepcion. He did uh, NBA desktop, and they had to draft their top five or their starting five of guys who were going to gain weight during the quarantine. Uh, it was like Jokic is worth ten dollars, and Zion is worth four dollars. Luca's worth three dollars, and it was just like all these random players. And just made me think about that because today reports came out that like Zion has been in his gym, like staying fit. And like somebody interviewed him, he's just like, "I'm ready." Like as soon as this shit's ready to go back on, as soon as they tell us to go play, like I am. The fucking Euros ready. are on. Which Euros is uh, kudos because like they as a like people just generally don't seem to believe in like the the, the off season or like working out. Yeah, yeah, I agree Which with is that. Weird for a That's, culture I mean, that wears it, a lot of track suits. 
That's uh, you make a good point. You make a good point. It's misleading to say the least. Uh, yeah. I mean, Luca definitely got his shit together over the off season. Uh, Nikola Jokic is just like, just but doesn't Jokic give doesn't a fuck. Have to give a and fuck, dude. He's somehow no, he really doesn't. So he really does somehow better when he's fat. Dude, I watched yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched a game the other night from 2018 where he uh, dropped a triple double in the first half against the Bucks. It's, it's just it's crazy to me watching that guy i've been like bouncing back and forth between like old games and new games because i need some new nba i've been watching a lot of like mid-range jump shots over the last couple weeks and i kind of i needed a little bit of a break (laughs) i needed some ball movement it's really (laughs) i will say though like this week's this week's episode definitely got me into a better mood um you know kind of watching some of those some of those suns teams but we'll we'll talk about that here in a second but uh actually you know what nikki bring us to 2005 Bring us to 2004, <clears throat> would you? Okay. Perfect. <clears throat> As the clock strikes midnight and the bell tower tolls, Cinderella has to leave the glitz and glam of the ball and return to her boring, unrewarding life. When time's up for dynasties, they have to endure being shittier than usual and a new clock begins to tack to talk as the search for a new dynasty starts. July 14th, 2004. While Sean Paul was asking people to get busy and 50 Cent was asking them to do it in the club, the Miami <laughs> Heat traded Karan Butler, Brian Grant, Lamar Odom, a 2006 first-round pick that would become Jordan Farmar, and a 2007 second-round pick that would become Ronaldo Cebutis to the Lakers... <laughs> For Shaquille O'Neal and Shaquille O'Neal alone, <laughs> marking the end of the Lakers dynasty. On this exact same day, Steve Nash signs with the Suns to join the rising star Amari Stoudemire and recently named head coach Mike D'Antoni. July 15, 2004, the Nets trade Kenyon Martin to the Denver Nuggets to join Mr. Fuck Outta Here himself, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> July 16th, the Detroit Pistons sign Antonio McDice and the Warriors sign Derek Fisher. July 20th, 2004, in an effort to replace a future Hall of Famer in Shaq, the Lakers sh- signed former Laker Vladi Divac. And in an effort to replace their future GM in Vladi, the Kings signed former star of Eddie, Greg Ostertag. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was lo- he was low-key amazing Very in that good movie. In that movie. He's, what do you say? He goes, who's the Gipper? <laughs> who's the Gipper? He's a perfect moron. <laughs> The the 2004 NBA draft had the pleasure of being the first for new franchise, but never new dynasty, the Charlotte Bobcats. (laughs) Five players in this draft class played in in an all-star game. Luol Deng, Devin Harris, Dwight Howard, Andre Iguodala, and Jameer Nelson. The top three in win shares were Dwight Howard at 133.9, Andre Iguodala at 96.8, Luol Deng at 74.0. The first five picks were Dwight Howard, uh, Emeka Okafor, which... Just to let you guys know, uh, autocorrect changes into Meek OK4. Hey, he's not bad. Uh, he's not bad. I bad. took Omeka Okafor and Karan Butler. <laughs> uh, third overall pick was Ben Gordon, then uh, Sean Livingston, and Devin Harris. Other notable people picking picked in this draft were uh 13th pick sebastian telfair 14th pick uh mr kim kardashian himself chris humphreys 
15, <laughs> Al Jefferson. 17, Josh Smith. 18, J.R. Smith. 24th, Delonte West. 25th, Tony Allen. 26th, Kevin Martin. 27th, Sasa Vujicic. 30th, Anderson Verjao. And 43rd, Trevor Ariza. This is, this late. draft actually fairly deep. It, good draft. Like, it really good draft. It also has, like, a lot of guys that, like, burned real bright for a brief period of time. Like, Devin Harris had, like, three or four years where you were like, holy shit, this guy's so good. And then he was like, eh, he's okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. When he yeah, was like, in VC his, in, his, uh, in New like Jersey. Dallas slash yeah. Nets years. Yeah, his Nets years were, like, all-star caliber. And then he just fucking I remember, fizzled fast. I remember him in college at Wisconsin and being like, this guy's, like, pretty good, but, like, not gonna be that good in the NBA. Then I remember like he had a season where he averaged like twenty five, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, yeah. No, he was he was a weird one. Like same thing with like I mean Dwight Howard, which is like one of the weird. He's one. Of, he's got one of the weirdest careers, probably ever. Like over an eight year stretch, was the best center in basketball. Multiple time Defensive Player of the Year, multiple time First Team All NBA, led a team to the finals, and then just what eight teams in six years. Like yeah. crazy, just and now is like a role player for the Lakers. It's just it's just, it's insane, you know. You got guys like Emeka Okafor, and at the time, I remember in that draft thinking like, I can't believe the fucking Magic are gonna draft Dwight Howard. Like here's Emeka Okafor, this established like stud in college, and here's this like clearly very athletic kid from Atlanta, but like we don't really know much about him. Oh, cool, he's an ambidextrous blocker awesome like that was like the one highlight i remember from his draft tapes where it's like he can block with both hands there's like that's <laughs> the selling point can, actually that's that's what we're getting excited about because he can glass a fucking five foot four point guard from fucking <laughs> rural georgia with both hands awesome he's seven feet tall but um boy was i wrong and emeka okafor had like a he had a decent career he just had a he had a lot of injuries and just like just never yeah, never stuck just, around just, long enough to like really make average. it work He's a bad second pick. Yeah, he just had a lot of injury problems. He's a bad second Josh pick. Smith was like really good. I, God, I was a big Josh, Josh Smith guy Smith. for a while what a there. Fucking waste Ooh. of talent. Holy hell. Yeah. Dude. I Is loved him. Like in his paid right? I can't imagine. If I'm not mistaken, I think Josh Smith still has a contract where he's getting pay- he's getting paid like two million a year still. Just like what's his name with the Bobby Mets? Bonilla? Like Bobby Bonilla. Bobby uh, Bonilla. The Brewers structured something like that with Yelich, but they like put a cap on it, like and like structured it in such a way that they don't have to pay. It's like like they have to pay him like an additional like six years, and it's like like one point two million or something, sort of similar numbers to Bobby Bonilla. But you know they did it in a way that like the compounding interest. Wasn't gonna result in a forty fucking year contract. Um, God, oh God, that's insane. No, it was a good draft. I, I do. So, the, what I wanted to start today's conversation with was like the Bobcats, um, because it was, it was so crazy to think like because prior to this, like, um, you know the, the 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 Hornets moved to New Orleans, and you know they had kind of ended their relationship in Charlotte, um. And this was like the year before freaking uh, before Chris Paul gets drafted. But in any case, um, you know, you've got this team that was like iconic in Charlotte, Moose, New Orleans. And then the NBA realizes like, okay, well, we've got we've got an absentee stadium in Charlotte. It's been a good NBA city historically. So, like, let's see who's out there and bid 
uh, and will bid for this. The owner of BET ends up being the guy who buys the fucking thing and names the team the Bobcats because his name is, you guessed it, Bob. Technically, it's what? technically it's Robert. It's Robert. Yeah, but... He called them the Bobcats. Wait, Nikki, did you not know this? Because he named them after him. I legit didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That is That's why they're called the Bobcats. stupid reason. It's ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. I, it's like oh, you, get, you gave... Uh, you gave a, a an NBA franchise a, a college team name. Oh yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like, it's real bad. I, I just, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I don't. I just don't understand. Be more creative. Like, talk talk about a franchise. Cats. Like when it happened. Like talk about a franchise that no one was excited about. Oh, the fucking Bobcats. Yeah. No. Ooh, their colors were like no. a drab purple and orange. Like. Yeah, it was their logo it was like a weird like, like brown, orange, navy blue. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was so terrible. Bad. It truly the whole thing was poorly. It done. truly looked like what he did was he went to like one of those like uh, factory sports jersey websites yeah. and <laughs> did everything just from like the pre-made options that they have because that Bobcat logo is just like the logo that you get for humongous entertainments like backyard basketball. Anyways, I and I like to think that he asked bullshit. Clippy to help him. Oh, 100% he asked Clippy to help He asked him. Clippy. He's like, Clippy, find me a picture of a bobcat. And Clippy's like, here you go. And then they yeah. use that as the logo. It's just... I'm, Clippy, look- for our younger listeners, was a feature of Microsoft Word in the late 90s and early 2000s where there was a little paperclip that would help you if you were working on a document. He was fantastic. I miss Clippy, man. Uh, sometimes he was fantastic. Sometimes he was fucking I trash. loved Clippy. Clippy was my boy. Nah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I agree with that. Like that, that team was like for for a period of like there was like a blip where they were like, oh, you know what? This team is not good, but like kind of entertaining. Like they had Corey Maggette, Jared Wallace, they had Fat Boris Diaw, they had Raymond Felton. You know, then they get they they get yeah, Kemba. You're, you're, dude, you're, like, you're getting into like the 2008, 2009 years. We're not, yeah. we're not, we're not sure. Well, I'm that. just talking about like the the history. Right off the bat, I'm just talking about the history of the franchise because it didn't last forever. But like this team in particular, I think they ended up winning like 18 games. They did have Gerald Wallace. Who, Gerald Wallace was actually really solid with the Bobcats. Like those are definitely his best seasons in the NBA. Just, yeah. um, Remember when he, his game just like fell off a cliff? Yeah, he just it was rapid. It was rapid. Let me, I'm looking. I'm looking at. Well, I'm looking he was at like a small roster. ball four. Dude, this roster is. <laughs> This roster is so Horrendous. bad. Holy shit. It's really bad. Like, Corey really, Alexander, really bad. Malik Allen, Keith Bogans, some, something named Primoz Brezik, whatever that is, uh, Matt Carroll, Melvin Eli, Jason Hart, Jason Capono, Brevin Knight, Emeka Okafor, Kareem Rush, Tamar Slay, Gerald Wallace, and Jahidi White. Holy shit, this team is so bad. That team is so bad. Well, they had Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Uh, Melvin Eli. Dude, hold on. Pride of uh, of Chicago. I'm looking looking at their stats Um, right quick. Look here. (laughs) Such a bad team. Like, just legitimately. Like, okay, not only are you a boring team. Like you, you know, you're you're a boring sort of new franchise. But then, like this, this is the this is the product you're putting on the floor. Like 
They're yeah. per game. Which you kind of expect with an expansion Emeka team. But... Okafor was their per game leader at 15 points a game. Primo's, Primo's, like Primo's Bregic, I don't even know who this dude is, averaged 13 points a game. <laughs> 13 points and 7 rebounds. Here's the problem. In 2004, you had your two, two, your two big guys were scoring the most points for you. Like, you were screwed. Who the fuck is this guy? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, literally, all I was going to say was something I did notice while doing my research. Uh, I think this might be the only time I, I can remember where the MVP averaged the exact same amount of points as the Rookie of the Year. Without being the same person, which I actually, yeah, I don't think they've ever been the same person. I think about it, but yeah, both Steve Nash, who won MVP, and Emeka Okafor, huh. who won Rookie of the Year this year, averaged <laughs> the same amount of points. That is that fascinating. Is actually, that's a fun, yeah. that's a fun statistic. They both that averaged is a fun fifteen fact. points. Oh, these jerseys were so trash. Oh my god, they're like, fucking just terrible. So bad. Everything about the the Bobcats was bad because the court was not good. Pre, this the shit this, court this too. Bregic, cat. Uh, his NBA career goes like this: his first three seasons, two points a game, one point nine, one point six, four or thirteen points a game in Charlotte, then twelve point four points a game in Charlotte, and then five points, then two point two, then one point nine, then one point six. Like <laughs> this dude barely played. He barely played, and then suddenly he was his second leading scorer on this shitty new franchise. Unbelievable! So bad. I, I think they are like the thirteenth worst team in the history of the NBA that season in particular. They won eighteen games, but rest assured, not the worst. Worse. Oh, they get worse in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, or two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. We're not there yet. We'll talk about that later. Just rest assured that they get worse. Remember that we they get worse. worse. They get so much worse. Now, I do want to then transition to the conversation about uh, the Shaq trade. It's, it's. I was just thinking as Nikki was going through the rundown. So, like, we experienced this in real time, but like, we're five episodes into this series, and the Lakers dynasty is already over. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's done. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, you could argue that three episodes and they were done. Like, we did three episodes on them yeah, and yeah. they were done. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that trade last year was just like a eh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll make I remember it. that trade not only because like oh my god Shaq is leaving Miami but like they got a haul for him like they got they got really good just deep like Lamar Odom I was always a big fan of Lamar Odom like as a Clipper and in Miami he was really good I was a huge fan of Karan Butler in Miami. I always liked Brian Grant when he played with Portland and he was kind of like a role player with those with the with the with the Heat team, but like they got a haul for Shaq. And like if you really they look at that trade, Kwan like it was like revisionist history. Not bad. <laughs> He's not like bad. from a what from a revisionist history perspective, like that's a pretty even trade. Like both teams really got what they needed out of that trade, if you look at the longevity of those trades. Like Lamar Odom helped them win two championships. Um Shaq helped Miami win a championship. So you get what you need out of that. Like Karam Butler ends up getting traded to the Wizards, which kind of I don't know why they traded him. They could have been a they could have been much better for because like after that trade, they were like two, maybe three seasons where that Lakers team was bad. Like their second best player after well, their third best player was like Ronnie Turioff. Like they were bad, bad. And then, you know, they go and grab Pau Gasol, which we'll talk about in a later episode. But um what do you guys remember about when this trade went down? 
I think I th- I think I said the the Heat were gonna win the the <laughs> fucking finals. I was like, oh, Shaq and fucking Dwayne Wade, it's over. Just the two I was kind of I was kind of sad to be honest with you because like I I was such a big fan of the the Dwayne Wade heat like his rookie season like they make the playoffs they have a pretty good run like they're a fun young team and then you kind of break it up to just go get Shaq who at the time is like this guy who's like this disgruntled star who you know comes into the season out of shape and you're gonna pair him next to Dwayne Wade who I mentioned last week like was giving people like early signs of Michael Jordan at the time like people were getting real vibes about Dwayne Wade in the same type of type of way that they felt about Michael early on. Um, and fuck was I wrong? Like Shaq was reinvigorated when he went to Miami. Um, has a lovely house over there, by the way. Last time I was in Miami, we like drove around the area where all the like houses are on huh. Miami beach and lovely, he lovely residence. His, he Massive. His primary residence in Orlando, which is the most bizarre thing to me. That's true. Yeah. He like, I think he splits, yeah, he splits he time between LA, Atlanta, Miami and Orlando. Like, yeah. those places are all pretty close to one another, man. Like, other. you don't need three houses, I guess, when you got as much money as you do. Like, whatever. Yeah. Well, minus L.A., but yeah, no, I agree. I know, I was saying those three places. Yeah, it's a tad bit silly. three that you said. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha, apologize. Gotcha, gotcha. That was, uh, that was, that was poor. I was poorly worded on my part. My <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I, um, I, Tad, I, I what do you remember about like that, that trade? I trade being like, like, I mean... They didn't really get much back for him. I remember thinking that at the time. Also, keep in mind, you know, I was 13. So I was, like, thinking that. And I also remember thinking, well, like, Shaq's, like, kind of slow and plodding now, you know? Like, you know, Shaq, like, Shaq's overrated. Like, they're better off with just Kobe. Uh, <laughs> I was wrong. But, again, I was 13. So. um, Yeah, I mean, this the season before he gets traded, there was this- he's... 21 like 21 12 and like three assists two and a half blocks and then immediately like gets traded and is fucking 23 and 10 with three blocks i think there's this weird thing where like kind of at that point like when Shaq, like Shaq's like final year with the lakers like it wasn't as flashy as like his first couple years were where he was just like dunking on people and putting his nuts in your face and just like you know going all out and i i think like (laughs) As a kid, like being, you know, like a, a like in my younger like teenage years at the time, like it was like this guy's boring. Yeah. This guy stinks. Like, give me the flashy guards. Like, that's what I want to watch. And so I was like, oh, fucking Shaq's on the move to yeah. Miami. Who gives a shit? You know? Yeah, it's interesting because like you get guys like LeBron and Kobe and Dwayne Wade and a lot of these guys who are like athletic freaks, and like that then becomes the like Shaq was. He was a a previous, yes, he was a previous version of the NBA that had been forgotten about, not necessarily forgotten about, but like wasn't necessarily what we look for anymore. Like there weren't dominant centers like that anymore. That's what, that's just not what the NBA was. Right. That's exactly right. So, yeah. I mean, fuck, it worked out. I mean, that team, that team, I'm just pulling up the the roster here. Like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) I thought I was reading the wrong roster because the first player was Malik Allen. I'm like, not the Charlotte Bobcats again. But uh, Malik Allen was the first player on the roster. Uh, Malik Allen, Shannon Anderson, Rasul Butler, Michael Doliak, Keon Dooling, Udonis Haslam, Damon Jones, Eddie Jones, 
Christian Leitner, Alonzo Morning, Shaq, Wesley Person, Steve Smith, Dwayne Wade. Hey, Wait, I remember that. And yeah. the RBS that year. Good for you, buddy. Uh, yeah. Quintel Woods. Oof. Old big uh, Wang. Darrell Wright and Wang Zihi. Oh, who could? Wang Zihi. could not forget that guy? <laughs> oh, oh, Wang. Um, Christian Leitner. I mean, good team, solid team. Like, definitely some a, a very veteran, veteran laden team with guys like you know Eddie Jones, Christian Leitner, Alonzo Mourning, like later in his career, uh, uh, Steve Smith. You know, you, you got a, got a lot of guys there. Eddie Jones, obviously, like definitely some depth there, but uh, a much much older team than than the one that would go on to win the 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 championship the following season. Um, I, I do remember that though, just like being one of those things that's like shakes up the east like they ended up being the best team in the eastern conference that year you know stan van gundy comes in he's their coach fucking crushes it actually he might have been their coach the season prior but yeah he was um but in any case like you know now you've got stan van gundy running this team just like absolutely killing it takes them from second in the atlantic division to first in their division and i think they might have i don't remember where they finished in the league that season actually i was just reading that incorrectly um yeah it was uh it shook up a lot of people it ended up being one of those things that were like then Shaq for the rest of his career was just like getting traded left and right like miami to phoenix phoenix to boston boston to cleveland he did pretty much the exact same (laughs) he had a a weird he's a guy where like he just he stayed around too long i wish he had ended his career a little bit earlier yeah that's true yeah, it's like and in in short like in short periods of time too, like one yeah. season. Yeah, not Nate even Robinson. half a season. No, 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 one and a half seasons in Phoenix, one season in Cleveland. Last season was played in Boston with uh, with Doc Rivers. He and he was productive. I mean, I'm trying to find this his I'm last season in the NBA, he was on uh, the cover. Uh, gosh, where the fuck is that? Oh, here it is. It's the one. It's 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 the playoff preview, and it's with him and Amari, and he's wearing a Heat jersey, and Amari's in like obviously a Suns jersey. Dude, my God, these uniforms! <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> this is unreal. Uh, look up Shaq uh, and Amari's Dottemeyer SI cover. It's pretty good. Just pull it up. I sir. did. You want me to see what you're Aggressive. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, name calling is not necessary. Wow. That is very true. Oh, they both an, look an so in. sad. Now we're, getting, now we're just now we're calling names. Shaq more than you called me a pink slip. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Why is he? Why are his shorts that high? Why are they so big? Oh, they they are big, dude. I was watching a couple games like over the last couple weeks, yep. and it's just like Gilbert Arenas' shorts were massively long. Like TJ everybody, like. Ben Gordon in his rookie season, I'm like, dude, pull your fucking pants up, bro. TJ Ford, these, these pants the streets, what are you doing? Every time. It's the greatest it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest thing I've ever photo. seen. Like, oh, yeah, dude, you know the answer. You, what? If you're listening to this right now, please just, just Google TJ Ford shorts. It's ridiculous. It's it's the most incredible thing. Like that's all you have to Google is just TJ Ford shorts. <laughs> Like you watch, I, I like gotta you say, watch some of these videos. I'm trying to find a photo. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, I don't mean to, to interrupt you, but I'm trying to. F- see oh if I can yeah, find he a always photo. had. Big... Like I was watching some T Mac clips, and like his jersey's so big, it's like hanging oh. off his shoulders. 
the huge yeah like early days early yeah. magic days like oh yeah. one it's Holy like it's like hanging shit. off his shoulders it looks like a, <laughs> like a girl at the at the gym you know with like the the loose fitting like tank yeah. <laughs> like like a girl at the gym in like 1987 yeah. it's astounding yeah like 2000 i was yeah. like 2001 2002 t-mac you just look at that and you're like, holy shit. He was shit, also like so huge on him. Yeah, very skinny. No, I was just going to say, like, we didn't really mention this last week, but like, I was actually a huge TJ Ford guy coming out of Same, college. I loved him at Texas. I actually really liked him. He just had that freak injury that just like ruined his career. That was another one, like, you know, let, yeah. just ruined his career. People thought he wasn't going to be able to walk again. And then, you know, he had a couple stints in a couple other places and then it was pretty much over after that. I think he ended up going to Toronto. He was actually decent in Toronto when he played there, but um, yeah, he had a very, very short yeah. career, man. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Toronto, Toronto, Indiana, 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 and finished his career at 28 in San Antonio. It's rough, man. Anywho, um, I do remember that Shaq trade. Um, here's where we're really going to have some fun, Yay. boys. Um, we thought it was going to be two episodes. Today's the day, guys. This was the season. I thought it was too. I of did the mouse in the wrong. palace. I told you guys. You guys this said two episodes. I said last episode we're going to talk about it next time, and then you guys said two episodes. And I was like, well, you're wrong. It's here, dude. It's here. Take us there, Tad. Break it down. Tell the listeners who are unfamiliar. Who are unfamiliar. Break it down. It's unbelievable. It's the most incredible thing I've ever witnessed in a pro sporting event I've ever seen. Unbelievable. For the listeners who are unfamiliar, break it down. Uh, what happened? The Pistons and the Pacers were playing a game. Um, keep in mind, this was like uh, it was like early in the season. It was like nine games, and into these the guys, these teams were, by all accounts, like playoff favorites, Eastern Conference favorites for sure. Uh, there was some bad blood. Yep. I mean, at the time, the NBA was like a little testy at the time too. Like it was like you know people like. I don't know. There was like the, like a, a different sort of culture, you know, in the league. It, it was a little more fiery, a little more competitive. Um, and uh, gosh, who was it? Who was it that it was? It was Ben Gordon, right? Or Ben Wallace? Somebody blocked Ben Wallace, or Ben Wallace blocked somebody. I mean, um, no. So I actually watched a video about this in happened? preparation. So SB Nation. SB Nation does these really cool videos where they'll do like a rewind and they'll like revisit something that happened in NBA history, but then give you the actual history of why it was such a big deal. So for the listeners, um, check it out if you get a chance, but I'll break it down. So to go back a little bit to Tad's point, these were the top two teams in the Eastern Conference at the time. The season prior, they played each other in the Eastern Conference finals where Indiana had been a 61 win team that year and was the favorite going into the matchup and ends up losing to Detroit during that series. Ron Artest was being testy and uh, gave a nice little elbow to Richard Hamilton uh, in his face that led to a little minor scrum during that game. This is nine games into the current season and uh, Indiana that season, it was Reggie Miller's last season and they were like all gung ho about we're going to win one for Reggie in his last season. So first game against the Pistons, Essentially, they're rivals in the Eastern Conference. Um, at the, they're blowing them out. I think it was like ninety. I think it was like ninety-seven, eighty-two, with like two minutes left in the game. Most of the starters are still on the floor. Ben Wallace on the floor. Uh, Rashid Wallace is on the floor. Ron Artest is on the floor. Jermaine O'Neal is on the floor. Stephen Jackson on the floor. All these guys, right? The, the big dogs, so right? Foul. All these guys. Uh, ben Wallace goes up for a dunk. Ron Artest gives him. 
a hard foul, but nothing crazy, but definitely a hard foul. He definitely, he gave him a nice little slap on the arm, uh, and Ben Wallace was not having it. So Ben Wallace pushes and starts to shove Ron Artest. A lot of players start to get involved in the scrum. Ron Artest decides, I don't want to get in trouble, so he lays down on the scorer's table. And this is when shit goes down. Now, for the listeners who are who only know Ron Artest as Meta World Peace, this may not come as a shock to you, but prior to coming to Indiana, Ron Artest was kind of a tame guy. Like he had some weird, like quirky things. When he got drafted by the Bulls, I remember he, he, uh, he applied at Circuit City. Chicago. Hold on. What are we talking? Yeah. What are we saying? He was always. I'm just saying. Like it was. It became increasingly more public when he went to Indiana. Like increasingly more public, and then even more so when Mercy he went to LA. Like, but Ron Artest. <laughs> His LA was just like next level shit. No, because I'll never season, forget when he thanked his therapist. I want to thank, say, I want to thank God. I want to thank my psychiatrist. I want to thank my psychiatrist. back in the hood and everybody from like back that. in the hood. Good. Queensbridge. Queensbridge. <laughs> what the hell? Oh God, I love it. Yeah, Queensbridge. Oh God, that was fantastic. But anyways, so. Ron Artest decides, in order to avoid suspension or anything like that, because at this point, the only person that probably gets suspended is Ben Wallace. A fan in Detroit throws shocker. A shocker their beverage some at Ron Artest. from the scumbag city would do this, but proceed, please. <laughs> there it is. Let's alienate all of our Detroit listeners. Um, so, a drink no, hits Ron Artest. It was not the guy who threw the beer. And then the malice the guy standing ensues. right next to Ron him. Artest runs into the stands, finds... Probably not the guy who threw the beer, it just was, FYI. It was not the just guy like, who threw the beer. It was not the guy. It was not the guy. Yeah, it was just like not him at all. Finds a dude, lays him out. Steven Jackson comes into no, the No, wait, I thought, thing, I thought what happened tries was he to break tried it to punch up. him, Instead, sli- Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. This is far later into it. Like, this shit, like, I'll yeah, never forget I'm this moment. Me, Nikki, right and our, our good friend Alex. Dude, the, the three of us were just like sitting... Here in this house upstairs, remember we had the little like oh, I, I area. Remember, I remember we're sitting I upstairs. Exactly where I was. My, oh, dude, I'll never forget it. And we're watching this, and it was insane. It was insane. Ron Artest runs into the state into the stands. He starts punching. Then Stephen Jackson comes up, fucking decks this guy. Jermaine O'Neal comes, fucking decks another guy. Then everybody's running around. The Detroit Pistons are fighting the Pacers. They're no, trying to fucking missed. break shit up, but also they're fighting each other. That then man. some of the fans start like trying to swing. Jermaine O'Neal. That's when he that slips and fucking jacks the guy in the, the face. Guy, though, like. Thing. He dead. If he had hit him, he'd be fucking dead. That man would have been. <laughs> that guy would be dead. Gone in a second. I can't that believe we're laughing at this. I'm, I'm oh watching my God. it right now. I'm watching it right now. In any case, it gets insane. Oh my it, God! They're just throwing beers at him. Steven Jackson and the whole just throwing time, punches. Holy the announcer bro, is shit talking. It's crazy, dude. Like, it's crazy. It's the craziest. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in sports. I want ever to this day, Yes. Nope. Nope. None. I want to say I want to say more of one them thing. deserve to get the shit kicked out. I have zero sympathy for the fans who got their shit kicked in by those guys. 
Zero. Oh, one hundred percent. Learn. I'm, I'm, this I'm 100% is a with good fucking thing. One hundred people will say shit to those players nope. from anywhere on the fucking floor. Like they'll yell shit at them, and because they know, because oh, they know sure. they cannot. I'll never do forget. Shit. This is. I know this is seasons later. For sure. and we'll get Sometimes to these guys for sure. there is a very famous in picture face. where Joe Kim Noah is just walking off the court in Miami. It's, I mean, and some bimbo lady happens, is screaming at him with a giant middle finger in his face, and the husband is yelling at him and shit, and everybody's, and he was like, "Yeah, I want." those two people removed and he it was like a whole big deal because they were fucking pieces of shit who were screaming at him and saying slurs and shit and it's like those people deserve to get the shit kicked out of them i was so happy when i saw ron and Tess hit multiple people in the face i don't think it's i'm happy jermaine o'neal didn't kill that guy i don't think it's <laughs> i don't think it's any secret that i i I, I get real worked up about my sports teams. Yeah, and I'm say, not going to sit any, here. Anyone among us here and lie to you and tell you that I haven't called players names from the comfort of my couch. Shocker! But when you are in, there's a big difference between and yelling like, that at like your TV and calling some guy away. a motherfucker, as opposed to like screaming it at him in person. Hundred percent. There is a totally. huge line. One hundred percent. Like a, totally. It's it's different throwing the beer at your television <laughs> than it is Bingo. at a person. I get it. I understand. Yeah, this chucking that beer. What the fuck yo, are you doing? You threw a I, beer. At, I don't even know, bro. He's lucky Ron Artest didn't kill him. However, my favorite story about this, I read this in like GQ or something. And it was like they were talking like to Steven Jackson about it, and he was like, "Yeah, so like we're all sitting in the locker room, and it's like all really quiet, and like, nobody saying anything." And Ron Artest looks at me, and he goes, "Hey, yo, Steve, we're lucky if we still have that. jobs." Oh my god, I remember that dude. But that was just like that's that's who Ron Artest was. Like Ron Artest was. I tweeted this the other day. There's so many people that have tried to do a Dennis Rodman impression after Dennis Rodman had failed. But like Ron Artest was the closest because. And what I mean by that is like that right there. Well, no, it's just like he was childish in his in his. He was a child. Like his brain. He was just childish as a dude. Like he would, he was impulsive. He would make childish decisions. Like he, that's just who he was as a person. Much like Dennis Robin, who was like this this guy who, if you've seen the thirty for thirty on him, like had a really rough upbringing and like was was always just like immature for his age. Like just way too immature for his age. Like in college, was hanging out with an eleven year old. Like that's. Th- Oh, that's you got to watch the thirty for thirty. It's it's apparently, it's apparently insane. Jamal Tinsley reminded him that there was still time to get revenge <laughs> for that foul committed the year before. Dude, Jamal Tinsley, I'm shocked. Um, a scumbag guys, from Iowa fact, State though, University. Woo-hoo. It is now on record that Ron Artest, or Mr. Mendel I thought you were going to mention he's now, from New York, but has made uh, peace and is now friends with the man who he punched in the face the first time. They actually he because he ended up. I did remember. Uh, I, I've actually seen it. Like he actually found out. That's he nice. The wrong I actually, that's really nice. That's good. Like, I'm, I'm glad to hear. Like, I'm sure they don't like fucking hang out, but like he now, like they got each other's number and shit, text pictures or whatever. Maybe a Christmas card. Panda's friend, yeah. And he had those shoes made for him with the pandas on them. <laughs> Remember when he was going to change the name from Metal World oh, Peace to the Panda's friend? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> that. I do remember that. That's when he was playing in China, yeah. Yeah, that's when he was playing in China. Then he came back and I think he was I think he played in them when he was playing with the Knicks. Oh, Ron Artest. Fuck Ron Artest. Um, all right, boys, we got two more topics. We have two more? Oof. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know what sign. he's doing. I think he's still well, trying to be a rapper. Um, he was on bit. He was on Celebrity Big Brother a couple years ago. I remember that. Um, yeah, I just like I just like kind of hope that like he's he's not like broke because like Ron Artest is a guy that like you hundred percent see going broke. Yeah, it's very possible. Quite like quite quite possible. Um, next thing I want to talk about. This was a very fun year for me as a Bulls fan. So oh, as a God. Bulls fan, We're I did gonna not talk really get about the to... baby Bulls because you guys are Bulls fans. I forgot this is on the fucking rundown. These teams sucked ass. Let's talk about them anyway. How they sucked. Okay. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you speak of the baby Bulls in that way? This was the team of my youth. Okay. I was a young Bulls fan. An impressionable young man who just wanted to win basketball. And I had to watch, I had to come up as a basketball fan watching the 2001 Chicago Bulls. And for four years, watched some of the worst basketball I've ever seen in my entire life from 2000 to 2004. Okay? It was rough. It was terrible. We had a lot of draft picks that we missed on. It was really, really rough. But then in 2004, the year prior, we had drafted Kirk Heinrich, decided to fire Bill Cartwright. Hired John Paxson, fired Jerry Krause, brought in Scott Skiles of Orlando Did Magic fame. Jerry Krause stepped down because of his health. I thought Jerry Krause stepped down. He he stepped well, down. See, look, I didn't pay much attention to the Bulls at the time, so it was it was one of those like it was one of those like hey Jerry's gonna Jerry's gonna go away now Jerry's gonna go away. He just had too many bad years in a row. He just like kept fucking shit up and alienating people. So they bring John Paxson. I read an article about this, and John Paxson was like, "Look, we got to change." We got to change everything here. We've got the wrong types of players here. They get rid of Ron Mercer. They get rid of Jamal Crawford. They get rid of Eddie Robinson, guys who were like very score first and decided that they were going to just like go all in on, oh, and Jalen Rose, I should mention. And they were going to go all in on guys who were team first guys and played defense. And that's what they did, man. Like Kirk Heinrich was kind of at the helm, led the team in scoring. Was Kirk Heinrich was a really, really good defensive player for a long time in the NBA. Like, never really turned out to be this, like... I mean, he was a terrible... He, he couldn't handle the ball for shit. I fucking hated watching him dribble. That's why I was so glad when they drafted Derrick Rose. But, like, as a defender, as, like, a kind of, like, one-two guard, he was the he was great. Then you draft Luol Deng and Ben Gordon in that draft. Ben Gordon being the youngest player to ever win Sixth Man of the Year ever. Unfortunately, he kind of flamed out after his Bulls career, but, like, had a long stretch there where he was really solid for the Bulls. Um, trade... Jalen Rose straight up for Antonio Davis, which at the time seemed like a ridiculous trade. Actually worked out really well for the Bulls. Antonio Davis was an awesome fucking veteran. Yeah, Chris, do you sign Andres Nocioni from the Argentinian team? Bring him over, another hard nosed guy. Like this was one of my favorite Bulls teams in recent memory because it was just like this like Chris Duhan from Duke, like second round guy who was not supposed to make it in the NBA and was like worked on his three-point shot became our starting point guard and like was the leader and like the 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 floor general for that baby bulls team for like those those two years when we were solid 
But it was the first playoff. <laughs> like it was the first taste hey, of playoff you. basketball he, that we got. After he brought the us to a fourth what, place Tad? finish. Chris what? Duhon, what are you over there talking about? He sucked. No, he didn't. He fucking no, he sucked. Didn't. He shot thirty percent from the floor. Very. He shot thirty percent from the floor. He very sucked. NBA career. Chris Duhon sucked ass. Chris Duhon was fine. He was a shit NBA Chris, player. Chris Duhon was fine. Trust me, I, he played two seasons fine. in Orlando. Fine. I remember. Yeah. I remember. He was he was bad in Orlando. He was good with the Bulls. I really enjoyed his career <laughs> with the Bulls. Um, I, I, uh, no, no, Nikki, do you remember, sorry, the, do you remember the Baby Bulls? I remember Thank you. loving having both Nikki, Tyson do you remember Chandler the Baby Bulls? What do you remember about the they Baby Bulls? They were not let's, good. Let's reminisce. They were not the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yes. I, 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 no. No. Yeah. No. I, always I mean, Eddie Curry was the top scorer on the team that year, but like he got hurt the towards the and latter yeah, portion of the season. It was weird because they both played the exact same. And like, like they were Tyson both, Chandler you know, ended up coming the off the bench. Year. Like it, they're the exact same height. Looking at this, I'm looking at his Eddie Curry was uh, listed at two seven feet two ninety five. Yeah, uh, same position. He was a big boy, and Tyson Chandler seven feet two forty. Uh, but like, I mean, I fell in love with Lou Dang almost immediately oh, yeah, when we boy. were big young. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, I also uh, <laughs> Gennaro Pargo was a point guard for us. Oh, I loved him at, in college. At that point when they time. drafted him, I was fucking um, pumped. No, 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 no problem with him. So I mean, pumped. It's not like he was an amazing. Look, nobody on this team was amazing. <laughs> but hey, Tad, you would love Gennaro this. Gennaro was solid. Jared man. Reiner he was, was solid. there. I was on the Bulls center six eleven. He was he was a baby bull, huh? How do you feel about that? He only played two seasons his entire career. Jared Reiner, but. Look, man. Oh, can, I'm gonna say. I want to say. I want to say the playoff. I just want to say something. I want to. I got. I got Go something. Ahead. I loved the Baby Bulls. Loved them. <laughs> loved them. I was in junior high. Yeah. Thought they were great. Loved yeah. the Baby Bulls nickname. It was phenomenal. Here's the thing. Yeah. They sucked. <laughs> they did not suck. They made the playoffs three years in a row. I mean, they kind of sucked though. Like they, they kind of sucked. What? Nope. This. Here's the thing, though. You're missing the bigger point here. The bigger point here is that this was a team that was in shambles after MJ lost, and this was the first sign of, like, oh, things are coming back to normal. And within five years, they drafted Derrick Rose, and then we had that team, which I was That's watching fair. some, man, you, I was you, watching you some do, of those games I, today. I, you do make a good, a good point. Um, I just remember them getting, like, worse with each yeah, they were year. I guess the third season, though, they, they did win 49 games. They won 49 yeah. games. You're right. Like that that baby Bulls team was solid. And and honestly, they had one down season. They won thirty three games. And that one down season led to us getting Derrick Rose. And then we were right back up in it. Then you have Derrick Rose, Luol Dang, Joe Keem. You've got fucking Andres Nocioni, I think, for a season maybe. I'd have to check the roster, but he might have been gone by that that point. But, like, you've still got Kirk Heinrich, like a solid core from that baby Bulls squad. Ben Gordon is on the team for one, maybe two more years at that point. You know, we have that really competitive, we'll talk about that in later episodes, but that really competitive series against the Celtics. Like, this Baby Bulls team was, like, pivotal in getting us back to back to some level of contention. Like, this was a really, really fun team. And because nobody knew what was going to happen after MG. Like, the team was just in shambles. And, like, we're learning about that now with the last dance. Like, what they did to just, like, tear that team down with apparently no real yeah. plan as to how to get it back. And, like, this was the first sign of, like, oh, Jerry's gone. The bad man's gone, and now we're gonna actually start winning again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we know. 
I, Gosh, dude, you know how much better you know, they could have been if they hadn't traded Lamarcus Aldridge for fucking Tyrus Thomas. You tell, dude. I think I about mean, we're that we're all we're, the we're getting ahead of we, ourselves. Oh, so we ah, well, whatever. Like, let's talk about it, uh, dude. I I went to uh, there's a basketball camp in Iowa called Snow Valley. They do it in Texas and California <laughs> as well. It's run by this uh, the winningest coach in Iowa high school history. His name's Don Showalter. He coaches also coaches uh, the like U.S. Uh, Olympic team for like U16s and like U8 teams or U18s. So this guy's like this like really well-known coach. Uh, he brings in like the, the Van Gundy's dad has coached at this camp. Um, he yelled at me one time. Um, there's a, they, and they, they brought in this dude <laughs> one year who was uh, like one of like an advanced scout for the bulls. And he was talking about that trade. This is around that time. And he said like, they thought LaMarcus Aldridge was only offense and like they really were looking for like they thought they had enough scoring and they really wanted a defense first guy and that's why they traded for Tyrus Thomas. It's unfortunate. You, I mean, you think it about really it. Really like, is. If, if Aldridge goes to the Bulls. Like you change like there's a lot of shit that changes in like the whole course of the NBA. Like it's funny to think about that and like obviously I understand this is the first ever draft day trade of a guy who ended up being a fucking superstar. But like, yeah. it is funny to think about. Like, what if one team didn't trade for that pick and take that guy? Like, how how different things would be. But you know, I digress. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it was it was going well, and then they signed Ben Wallace, and then things got weird. But then it, again, we got Derrick Rose, so it ended up working out. Um, did, did it end up? Did it end up? Last thing I want to talk about. Today. I don't recall uh-huh. Derrick Rose winning a championship for the. It was a nice Chicago. MVP season. So we'll get to that. I'm just, I mean, I'm just asking. You know that's Son a soft spot, man. You yeah, know I, spot, I know dude. it's a soft spot. That's it why I'm poking it. It's a soft spot. Don't you poking it. <sighs> I'm sorry. All right. Last thing I want to talk about tonight, boys, and then we'll wrap things up. Mm-hmm. The seven seconds Great or stuff. less Phoenix Suns. What a concept. I got a chance to watch some games this week. Just fantastic. It was it was the first taste of, of what modern basketball is today. And the perfect player to put at the forefront of this fast-paced offense that spread the floor, that played small ball in the early days. Um, Let's reminisce about the Suns and the Steve Nash MVP season, his first one. What do you guys remember about that season and about that team? Well, I mean, was there a more fun team to watch? Maybe in NBA history. I don't know. I I agree. I mean, there's a a short list, and I think the Suns are – they were a blast. It, I think they're to watch. neck and neck with like that O2 Kings team. Everybody loved everybody loved this team. Mm-hmm. Like yes. everyone loved them. They they, they okay. were they were athletic, Ooh, like fucking good on defense, moved the ball like crazy. Steve Nash was a <laughs> was a magician. Just Joe a magician. Johnson was a dog. Like his 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 oh dude. Skinny skinny Boris Diaw, Leandro Barbosa, they Quinn Richardson. Like yeah. this was a really, really solid and fun team, man. And just like, like I said, like signs of early basketball. Like this was what basketball was going to become. It was fast paced, moving the ball, moving around, mm-hmm. a lot of three point shots, smaller lineups, multi guard like point guard lineups. They started Sean Marion at the four for most of the season. You know, like this was, this was just one of the most fun. Yep teams to watch no for a period defense. there and just like one of the saddest like was, non-championship yeah, great teams you. probably in the history they played of basketball. no defense they played they no didn't. defense 
But that was okay because they just outscore you. No. But that's what they did. I mean, that's I mean, it's the same thing with the Rockets now. Like they know, like, we are going to play this game, we're gonna outscore you, we're gonna outrun you, we're gonna outpace you. And at the end of the game, like the way that you win basketball is by scoring more points. It's weird that you say that. It is weird that you say that because I Mm -hmm. believe uh, if I'm not also mistaken, an the, interesting that, that fun very fact, Rocket team is coached by the, the same guy that coaches. Yes. Uh, also interesting Suns fun team. fact, the 05 yeah, Suns are probably one of the most Mike, fun teams to watch. Antonio. The current Rockets are probably one of those boring teams to watch. I I take it more because Steve Nash was a pass first point guard, and Which is the second the ball gets in James actually, Harden's hands, really it's thirteen dribbles and a shot. So it's just like it's different. Eh, it Thank gets you. boring to watch. Yes. Right. Thirteen dribble. Thirteen uh, dribbles. Seems think, like a before lot. he does like, any like step backs, step I think backs, he usually does or like eight jab steps. I mean, and then the six legs. dribbles. Maybe he does a couple oh, like oh, I don't know, dude. Do? The oh, fucking oh, James oh, Harden oh, just oh, oh, pounds oh, oh, oh. the air. He doesn't really move anywhere, and then he does a step back. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Like Steve Nash was the perfect. He was the perfect orchestrator for this offense because, to Nikki's point, like he was just the the ultimate playmaker. Like, and he made everybody on those teams better. And I remember there was a lot of people, especially in that first MVP, like that first MVP season where people are like, really? Seriously? Like, yeah, he had a great season, but like, I mean, in hindsight, I don't think, I don't know that I don't, and 11.1 assists. I don't know that he should have won MVP that season. I'm going to say it. I mean, they were best team in the Western conference. He was the leader of the team. Like, wasn't statistically relevant, but like clearly made the I'm team better. I'm not disagreeing with you, and like I have no issue with them him winning it. I just don't know if like in hindsight I would have still given it to him. I don't have any problem with him winning the MVP. That's fine. I think the narrative was there. I think there's a lot of guys who probably could have won it that season yeah. that that sh- should have over Steve Nash. The second season, you could probably make a better case for him. Um, oh, the second season, than, than the first season. I think the first 13, season or 19 and 13. Yeah. Solid, like super solid. I think there's people just caught up in the narrative of this like super fun, fast team, you know, with Steve Nash at the helm, you know, a guy who got kind of like he got kind of the shit out of the stick in Dallas and was like, fuck it, I'm going back to Phoenix. And like it completely worked out for him. I I remember wanting um, a Sean Marion jersey. Just like young Amari. I don't know why. Young Sean Marion. Yeah, the Matrix. Just such a fun, fun roster. I have uh, the matrix. I've changed. I've changed my. I've completely changed my tune on the Sean Marion Hall of Fame uh, 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 career uh, ending. I I, uh, he was on um, the Knuckleheads podcast the other day, and they were talking about how like yeah, he's the first player at his height to finish with twenty thousand points and fifteen thousand rebounds. Like just. Yeah, I mean it doesn't happen often. He's he's yeah. a rare breed. And it was just so was just so fun if, on those teams and like was yeah. a crazy, crazy if good defender. Really the only good defender the that they had on that team. Any defense to um, be had. Like really. But could no. defend all five positions basically. Oh my god. It went in though. Yep. Oh no, 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 no. Had the to this day the ugliest jump shot I've ever seen. Made it. Like it went just, in though. It went in. Oh, it, it did. It really did. I it, look. I take nothing away from it. I met him one time. Um, I think I've probably told you guys before, but I, I met him at East Bank Club when I used to work there. Nicest dude in the world. Coolest guy ever. Like really fucking cool. Um, 
I was just like working out and he was working out and I was just like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And uh, it was just like a really cool conversation. He was talking shit about the Cowboys. And uh, yeah, that was just, he was great, man. I was just like, what are you doing in town? He's like, oh, I'm here to meet my agent, you know, come back home for a little bit. It's so funny to me, too, that like a guy, like, I mean, he played at fucking UNLV, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, that's why. Well, he also, he played two years at Juke in, in at a Juco before he even went to UNLV. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was telling a story on the podcast. Like, he, so he grew up in Waukegan and then, um, like would commute back and forth to the west side of Chicago to play basketball. And then like he was back and forth. I don't remember exactly where, but I want to say it's like North Carolina, maybe somewhere in the South. He would be back and forth there. Um, Went to junior college and then got a couple scholarship offers was supposed to go play at North Carolina, but then Dean Smith retired. And then I guess university of Arizona really wanted to bring him on. Cause he was like at a, he was at a, a a workout with like Gilbert Arenas and a bunch of guys, but they didn't have any scholarships to offer him. So he just goes at UNLV, plays a season, and jumps into the NBA, and the rest is history. He could, did he just have bad grades? He averaged twenty six points and thirteen rebounds a game in high school, and he was a McDonald's All American. Yeah, that's insane. Probably, that'd be my guess. I mean, just like just like academically didn't qualify. Like that anywhere. is unbelievable. Yeah, he was a dog, man. He really was like throughout college, throughout you know, throughout high school, and then throughout the majority of his for a good portion of the early parts of his NBA career. I think four All Star teams all together, maybe um, four All Star teams, two All definitely NBA? earlier in his career. Yeah, one one a ring early in his career. He was definitely a definitely a top fifteen player, and then became like a. Very, very important role player for the latter portion of his career. You know, going to Miami, being pretty solid, going to uh, Dallas and being really good, helping them win a championship. Um, he was in Toronto for a brief period, but like decided not to stay there and play with Chris Bosh and then, you know, finish his career in, in Cleveland with those teams and, and was a, still to that, at that point like a very crucial part of, you know, LeBron's group of of guys but yeah sean marion was great amari was like another guy who is amari a hall of famer are you confusing sean marion with shane battier <clears throat> no marion didn't play with lebron in miami no with, oh in cleveland. in cleveland okay sorry i'm sorry i was yeah okay cleveland. I, my, my 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 apologies no, no. i was no, like no, no, uh like i know they're kind of comparable like sort of when you think about the latter part of their career i'm well, shane battier's career was pretty much the same as it always was but anyway um, yeah, from top to yeah, bottom. man. I mean, he won a ring. Does Reggie Miller have a ring? No. So, like, I'm pretty sure John Marion should be in the Hall of Fame. But you know, I mean, like, we're not gonna rehash a past argument here, or are he'll we? be he'll he'll make it to the Hall of Fame. I mean, like I said, twenty twenty thousand points and fifteen thousand rebounds. He's the first person ever below seven feet to I do that. I hate to do this to you. I hate to fact check you. Seventeen thousand seven hundred points and ten thousand rebounds. So, are you sure it wasn't fifteen thousand points and ten thousand rebounds? Fifteen ten. Thank you. I, look, I wasn't trying to. I literally just had his page in front of me. I wasn't trying to like call you out there by any means. I just. Uh, it's okay. I didn't want. I didn't want to give misinformation okay. on the podcast. You you did you did ignore my other question, which was: Is Amari Stoudemire a Hall of Famer? Oh man, his case is tough. No, Hall of very good. His I'm case is tough. No. no. 
I don't think he is either. I I mean, there was a period there. Yeah, Hall of Hall of phenomenal, but not Hall of Yeah, he's a he's a fringe he's a fringe guy, but like injuries injuries hurt his. They definitely hurt his too short man. Um, It was just the time he didn't do it for long enough. Like he had that he had a great season oh three oh four. His breakout season oh four oh five didn't play really oh five oh six. He played three games, and then he had one two three four five six, and even that second season in New York where he only played half the elite year wasn't that. It was it was fine seventeen five and eight seventeen point five and eight. No. Just no. There's no way. He just wasn't good enough yeah. for, for long enough. I agree. And he doesn't. Yeah, and since I agree. It, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't I, I, since I think he played so in high school. Um, since he played in in high school and never went to college and like came straight out of the high school to the league, like he doesn't have like his like mm-hmm. a big time college career to fall back on to say like, oh well, like look at his yeah. college accomplishments. No. Which also makes it super super. I mean, difficult. at the same time, though. I don't know if that's he enough. He won. He was All NBA second team for four years and All NBA first team one season. Yeah, all I mean, rookie first team. He also finished with like year. sixteen, fifteen, almost sixteen thousand points in his career. One, two, uh, three, I still, four. I still don't think I don't six six time All Star. He gets in, unfortunately. It's interesting though. It's interesting. You look at his his resume versus Sean Marion's, and like on paper, his resume is pretty comparable um but yeah oh, he was the best five-time all-star six-time five-time all-nba six-time all-star he was a blast to watch pretty damn fucking close I man lo- I but yeah no him. i agree i don't he, i don't, I don't know especially this season players. he worked perfectly in the S- so fun and so with fun Steve Nash. especially early on like, like was so they, stupid athletic them two was together were, was crazy such a good look i remember when we were kids i I didn't think it was because we were kids. Be saying something along the lines of like, "Oh man, if they can get like a a, a three point specialist in the corner, like Peja or Ray Allen, they'll be set." I just let's add. Yeah, they got Quentin Richardson. He wasn't bad, but like they just it was just not bad. I well, but I, was, I love Richardson. how even when I was a kid, my only thought process was like, "How do they win a championship?" He's more not offense. bad. Even more offense. <laughs> If they if they could have kept Joe I Johnson around, they would have won a title. I'll I'll I'll, I'll maintain that till the day I die. I I completely agree with that, one hundred percent. Like they they lost they completely lost track of what they were doing when they went and like they gave up on it when they went to go get Shaq. Like that was when it was just like it was over. Yep, I I agree with that, and it's funny you say that because we'll, we'll talk team. about it obviously yeah. at some point. But I I, I do remember thinking that it was like th- this guy makes Shit. absolutely no sense for this team. No. Good to go. Well, anything else, guys? Been going for quite a while now. <laughs> I got nothing. Follow me on Instagram at Nikki Palooza. All right, boys. Well, let's plug and let's wrap up. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Nikki Palooza. And you can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow MBA at MBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, please don't forget to give the podcast a five star rating or review. We greatly appreciate it. Also, if you're in the Chicagoland area, make sure and check out supportchicagobars.com. Uh, some friends and I created a website where we are creating a bracket style tournament where you can vote and or donate to move your favorite bars along until we will then find the winners from each 
each neighborhood or each group of neighborhoods and we will pair them up against each other thus far in four days we have raised six thousand dollars for chicago bars so we are we are trucking along uh if you're again if you're in the chicagoland area you just love the chicagoland area check out supportchicagobars.com and uh help out uh, with the votes and, and help out with the donations um all right well for tad for nikki for jay this has been nba peace We're out Thank you.